thing is so sensitive. Um, let me see if I can. What's that? What's sensitive? Your the microphone. Oh yeah. Is this good? No, it's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. It sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah, I I kicked uh, Leticia and Gavin were hanging out in my room and I kicked them out. Nice. And I told them to basically shut the hell up <laughs> the next couple hours. I'm like, you can hang out. Don't be loud I because know. this microphone is insane. Yeah, it's with how sense not. I mean, I know that I can adjust the gain on it, mm-hmm. um, but when I first like unpackaged it and hooked it up to my computer and started trying to test to see if these headphones worked, if I could hear myself because that was an issue last time. Um, right away, I could hear myself. Yeah, and i was like starting to hear sounds that weren't in my room i'm like what's happening i was starting to hear my parents talk downstairs (laughs) and the gain was like up all the way of course and they were downstairs um really just like talking loudly but i had the microphone on the floor man it's so pretty your microphone's like so pretty it's it's blue yeti and i like that i don't have to deal with um that other like box thing that we had with leticia's setup like with that receiver thing and i I had a I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. The th- basically, the thing that was presenting the issue with the speakers and the the headphones. Oh, okay, I see. So yeah. this this to- this microphone just plugs straight into my computer. Oh, that's awesome! That's really nice. Yeah, I I'll have, have to. This whole thing Andrew set up like I I don't even. He was like, "Well, I'll teach you how to do it." So he's like going through each one, and he's like, "Well, you put this in here, and then you put this in the speakerphone, and then this and this like I don't even know what it's called. I think it's called like." the stereo the stereo um <laughs> what's the word for it stereo. the thing the thing and the thing there's so many plugs in this so you're you're uh you're better off um but you sound great and uh you look cute yeah you sound great i'm gonna take a picture because we're so cute right now oh my god no not really i'm gonna go like this oh no i'm gonna do it anyways boop the boop I have no makeup on and I have like (laughs) whatever I feel like I'm puffy I'm like I have like this little rat's tail of a French braid we have like a we have quite a a day or a night ahead of us because we're doing uh two episodes yeah so yeah uh I I'm probably gonna grab a Pepsi or oh no I'm gonna wait for wine that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna wait for the wine so that way I can relax Andrew went to get fast food which is awful but necessary (laughs) so get this i feel like we should start recording i already did oh okay cool so (laughs) i didn't you're so tricky i know um so get this my parents um like last time i think it's funny we did not talk about the context of this time period at all that we are in this pandemic i know like we're we're like how are you doing let's just not talk about the horrible thing that's happening worldwide well i think it's also right now because uh I think a lot of podcasts are kind of uh, avoiding it, avoiding talking. Well, or sure. yeah, I feel like. Well, it's let me because... tell you the in this household, in the Ruiz household, Diet Sunkissed is more valuable than gold. <laughs> Apparently, all of Sonoma County has run dry of Diet Sunkissed. What? And my parents went on. I don't know if it was like some sort of supermarket website where they could see where it was in stock. And they found it in stock in a in like a supermarket somewhere in Nevada, so they are driving all the way to Nevada <laughs> to get their fix. To get, to get their no, not even their fix. My mom's fix. Oh my my dad is just along for the ride. 
What a sweetheart, though, that he goes with her. <laughs> it sounds like something. Well, he's the one would that do. did the research. He's the one that did did the whole like sleuth thing. I must find where the sun kissed is. You know what? That's who. That's who Andrew. Andrew reminds me of. He reminds me of your dad. Your dad is just so like sweet and kind and caring. And um, I feel like Andrew's like super similar to that. Like I feel like that's something yeah. Andrew would do for me. I'm like I need this. Yeah. Like I was today. I'm like I'm so nervous about like recording because I'm awkward. And uh, I don't want to be awkward. And I was like, can you go grab me some wine? And he just kind of, he had just cleaned my car, by the way. Like he, he like took my car That's out and, and washed it for me. I know. Aww. So sweet. And he's like, it's your birthday month. I'm like, I love you. Um, but yeah, so he's grabbing me some wine so I can calm the fuck down. And, uh, and yeah, it just sounds like something your dad would do. Yeah, it would be. My dad's a cutie. It's very romantic. I love how much he loves Kaylin. I know. <laughs> yeah, he still has her her picture at his desk. That's so cute. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah, I can't he's... wait to pick her up tomorrow. I'm so excited. Yeah, is it? So you guys um, switch weeks, right? So it's been like a week since you've seen her? Yeah, so right now or... we're, yeah, it's, we're doing week, week on week. Yeah, every other week I see her. Um, Sorry, there's an airplane passing by. And I can hear that it's picking up. You know what? I, I live next to an airport, guys. So this is going to be interesting. You know what? We live next. Let me go close the window because that's the thing. I have the window open. Hold oh. on, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Insert elevator music. All right. Yeah. It's interesting that you live next to an airport, you said? Yeah. Yeah. We live next yeah, like... to a fire station. So oh, so you hear the sirens all the time. We hear the sirens all the time. And like lately, it's been like nonstop. Like we'll hear it like at least once every hour. And it's like, I'm so... I'm already so anxious about everything that's going on in life that when I hear that, it just like makes it worse, you know, mm -hmm. this pandemic has been pretty awful. Yeah. It's, it's scary times for sure. Yeah. It's been making me stir crazy. Cause I'm an extrovert and I, so I like gain my energy from people. I mean, thank God I happen to live with a ton of people, with a ton of people, <laughs> with four other people, but I'm I like love Gavin. Gavin's my boyfriend. Ga um, man like I love Gavin but I just miss my friends you know yeah I feel like we're the polar opposite with that like I do I I do love my I love you guys I love my friends but I'm so introverted so like I'm thriving right now like I yeah. think I think we talked about that like introverts are, yeah. are just having a ball right now but mm -hmm. uh, a lot of extroverts and you know what I think even Andrew because Andrew's pretty introverted Andrew's my boyfriend he's pretty introverted but uh I can tell he's like he's not dealing well with the pandemic like he he doesn't like not having the freedom to go do what he wants to do oh yeah it's like it's funny because my sister's such a homebody mm -hmm. and honestly she probably wouldn't be spending her week or her weekend really any other way mm -hmm. um but because there's like the lack of choice to be able to do right. stuff it's it's given her a lot of anxiety um, Gavin is like a social introvert. Mm -hmm. So he's like super charming. He gets along with anybody. He can strike up a conversation with like strangers better than even I can. Mm -hmm. Um, but he really like re-energizes at home mm -hmm. and, you know, doing his stuff at home, but it's even affected him in the way that he likes to be really productive. And because only essential stores are open, you know, it's like, he can't like go to the park and he can't 
do this or do that to like work on projects. I and mean, right gym. now he, ha- he likes to go to the gym and he oh, can't go yeah. to the gym. He can't go to the gym. So yeah. he's been, he's been going on runs, but yeah, the dog bit him on a run. I know. Oh God. What, weren't we on the phone when that happened or we were, uh, yeah, we were yeah. He Zoom. was, we, yeah, we were zooming and, um, I was like looking out the window and my bedroom window faces the street, um, for you stalkers who want to know how to find me. And <laughs> <laughs> and I see Gavin coming back from his run and he just looks pissed just pissed oh, and when yeah. he walks in and he he came into the room and he's like to- totally interrupted we're like in the middle of a conversation he's just like burst through the door a pit bull bit me oh, <laughs> it was just he broke skin and everything you know we have a we have a pit mix we have a, I mean, a pit not, lab mix. Not, yeah, I'm not dissing. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, people. I'm just saying. Bad owner, bad owner. Well, what I was going to say is um, I, my dog is very good. Like Cass is He's very, very so good. Sweet. He's very sweet. But if we don't take him on walks because he is, especially when he sees other dogs, he kind of goes crazy. And it's because mm-hmm. of the way that um, his life was before we got him, before we adopted him. He had like yeah. kind of a, a rough start with other dogs. So he has so he has moments. But, I, you know, I get I get worried about how he would react because he's so different in the house than he is yeah, outside yeah. in the backyard. Like his personality is very different. Like he, he has free range in the backyard, whereas in the house, you know, he's very calm or he kind of <laughs> he's kind of a, a rowdy dog but um you know that that pit bull in him is uh it can be kind of scary to some people you know like pit bulls can sure. definitely be scary to some people and especially if yeah. you're if you're an owner and you don't you know recognize those signs so just psa people know the breed of your dog right understand what you know comes with having a dog i myself have made the mistake of getting a dog that wasn't right for me. And I love that dog to pieces, but I just didn't have the right lifestyle for that dog. And I had to rehome him. And now he's with a wonderful owner who's perfect for him. Right. And I do stay updated, but I, I wish that I was able to give him a much better living situation. And not that I like neglected him. I mean, I had, oh. so I had like a cattle dog, mm-hmm. Australian cattle dog, and anyone who knows the breed, the first thought in your head is probably like, yikes um really strong personality and i i did work on a farm um which was like awesome and perfect when i had him but then i switched to an office setting and then i moved in with back with my parents and we have this tiny backyard and it just it just didn't work out right um so please psa for people um you know love, I, lo- you know it's it it takes more than just loving your animals mm-hmm. be responsible owners please yeah it took me a little bit to get used to to cast cuz i've only ever really uh, I mean, I've had, I had one dog, which was a, a border collie and she was super sweet and just gentle. So, you know, that it, when she passed, it was very difficult for me um, to, to get another dog after that. And when uh, Andrew and I moved into our house, um, you know, it was one of the first things we decided to do for my daughter, Kaylin. And, uh, you know, it was so such an exi- exciting thing to look at different dogs, but I did not know what it was going to be like to have um, a pit lab mix. And for the first, I want to say the first week, uh, I even had like, I had a panic attack <laughs> the night that we got him because he was just so much and I just wasn't, I wasn't used to it. I wasn't ready for it. Um, 
you know, so you really, really do have to prepare yourself for the kind of dog that you get. Because even if you think like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. You might not, and you might have to rehome him. And that would really suck. Uh, you know, thankfully for us, we were able to kind of work through what kind of personality he has. And now like he, he's like my baby, you know, I love him so much. (laughs) And, um, I know how, like he's, he's like, I'm his person, you know? So I know how to deal with him really well now, but it did take kind of a learning curve there. And, you know, thankfully we have a home and the right setting for him. Right. Gosh, you guys have that big backyard. So nice. I love it so much. (laughs) So, um, how did your research go for this episode? Oh my God. Okay. So we're doing, okay. So this, this episode (laughs) is the witchy one, right? So we're talking about, yes. Uh, we're talking about, altars and we're talking about um kinds of which kinds of witches different paths yeah exactly I think kind of I just I feel like there's no way to do it justice because there's so many I know and so I ahead of time apologize for any kind of witch that I don't cover that's okay you know but um hopefully we'll you know if something comes up we'll cover it or we'll go over it again but you know I think uh for anybody tuning into this particular podcast, you know, we are called the new witches for a reason. It's, it's about people <laughs> trying to figure out their path and yeah. um, it's an educational thing. If you don't want to listen to this because you already know a thousand of different witches. If you, you wanna... want experts, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> I am not an expert of anything in my life unless it's like eating a bowl of ice cream in 0.8 seconds, but oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're listening to a podcast with, uh, you know, the word this is new in it. Yeah. But it's, this is what it's about. Yeah, we're, you, know. you know, we're just we're just here as a resource. And I again, like I know that there are a lot of different podcasts out there, but it's always good to have different perspectives. And I'm, I'm hopeful that like Maria and myself can provide you with those perspectives that will help. And, you know, you can you can figure out your own journey after listening to our messed up one. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I think I think definitely you should go first because uh, then I can talk about the altars and and maybe they'll be able to yeah. kind of figure out like oh well if I'm X kind of witch maybe I can use this kind of thing in my altar. Totally, sure. So, okay. So whenever you're ready, let's go. So before <laughs> I get into the different kinds of witches, hi guys, I'm Maria. I feel like I forgot to introduce myself. Um, Maria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is my topic, kinds of witches. Here we go. Um, well, I just want to talk about first, and I we touched on this in our intro episode, how being a witch does not come hand in hand with worshiping Satan. Mm-hmm. I really just like want to drive that home mm-hmm. because another um, thing that we want to do with this podcast is educate those people who are not you know, very well acquainted with what it means to be a witch. Um, and that doesn't mean that there aren't evil witches out there. I'm sure there totally are just like there are evil people. One of them is a president, uh, <laughs> won't mention the country <laughs> moving on. So a witch is not the stereotypical like visual of like the green skin, warty, scowling old woman. Um, and it's again, as I said, not inherently a worshiper of Satan. Um, and in pop culture, um, a lot of times we see them, you know, as villains. And if they're not villains, then they're this really adorable blonde trying to figure out her powers. Um, which I mean, I love chilling, chilling adventures of Sabrina. I love, love that show. It's, um, it's a good recommend. one. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there are many different types of witchcraft and magic that it would honestly be it is near like nearly impossible to list them all, especially like within this one episode. So I'm just gonna try to hit like main ones. Mm-hmm. And just disclaimer that labels are not important. It's good to know what practices you like, but you do not need to choose a particular label of which for you to actually be a witch. So it's okay to not, you know, put yourself under one category. Um, But yeah, it's nice to know different kinds though, to be able to connect with others to understand the path you're on, but ultimately you are creating your own path. Um, And it really is all about self-discovery and self-empowerment so being a witch is not a religion your practice and hold on just for a second go for it yeah I realized in our last uh, episode we did touch a little bit on on Wiccans and I just want to say just just for those that that are Wiccan I know that every Wiccan is a witch but not every witch is a Wiccan. Yes, exactly. So, Thank you. yeah, I, I feel like I should have said that in the very first episode. And I'm I'm really sorry if I offended anybody uh, in our previous uh, episode. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. Anyways, continue. Yeah, I started like regretting my whole comment on if you think you're a mermaid, you're not. You're a human bitch. <laughs> I don't know what I said. I was just linked to that effect. And I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody yeah. or f- make anyone feel... Well, um, you know, when you're new to this, yeah, when you're new to this, it's it's hard not to to look at like witchcraft as like this fairy tale kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, totally, it makes sense. I felt the same way. So, but yeah, I guess my point being that um, your religion can be as removed or as um, integrated into your practice as you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you do not have your your path does not have to be religious um for example i am a christian witch um so i practice um different witchcraft but i do believe in god myself and i have a catholic upbringing and everything and i love me some jesus sure totally um but you know and i had a hard time for a while reconciling the two because of this antiquated like preconceived notion of what witchcraft is and what being a witch truly meant. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's get into kinds of magic. So there's white magic, Mm -hmm. which is very constructive and it heals and it's usually nature based. There is black magic, which is, um, a little more, uh, destructive. Um, it can, it can be known as evil and gray practitioners, which I, dug into more I know you are a gray pack practitioner and you can totally chime in please do Um, but I love how like gray practitioners or gray witches they seek out the balance of the two opposing magical forces right that's where I. So you use both white and black magic hence the gray I kind of feel like not to be like your research is wrong but I just don't feel like they're I I know that I'm gonna get people that disagree with me but I don't I don't necessarily feel that there there is white magic and black magic um i i just don't think that i don't know how to explain it like i just don't think that there's there's really such a thing as as white magic i think it's just uh a way that witches view more protective more um light magic does that make sense yeah i think well i mean i think the importance 
maybe is just the polarity mm-hmm. of things that there is, there should be a natural balance and harmony, just mm-hmm. like in anything in life, like yeah. everything in moderation, mm-hmm. too much of something is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was really interesting to read. Cause for me, I didn't fully understand, um, the gray practice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew it was like balancing mm-hmm. white and black magic, uh, but just like the whole balance and harmony thing was, um, interesting. To yeah. Uh, yeah. It's something that I'm, st- I'm still learning, you know, it's still something that I'm definitely like, uh, I don't know everything about, but the way that I view it is just, um, I, I, I don't exclude any kind of magic because I don't really feel like, I don't really feel like there's a, there's, I don't feel like dark magic is evil magic. I do think that some witches do do things that might be chaotic or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dangerous and, you know, they might be, um, you know, working with like an entity or a a demon or a daemon that uh, they shouldn't be working with or um, what other witches would view as like a bad thing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas I would be like, well, why are they doing that? Like, I'd try to look at it from a different perspective. And I think that's why I kind of consider myself like a gray witch, because I'm more like open to those ideas. I'm more open to... um, uh, you know, maybe I'm feeling an entity and uh, it's not a, a pleasant one or it doesn't have like a very good feeling to it, but I'm still like intrigued by it. I would want to like figure out what, why that entity entity is here rather than banish it right away. Like I would want to figure that out first. And I think that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at with my practice. Like I'm, I'm very curious about everything. And so that's why I consider myself a, a gray witch. Kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Yeah. Um, And then for me, like, I'll just touch on because of what I identify with, which is a green witch. And if we're like doing it on the subject of like colors. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. So I'm a green witch. And so green witches, um, and this is probably one of the more popular ones and um, focuses on using natural materials in our practice, especially plants, herbalism, botany you know, folk magic, essential oils. Mm -hmm. And if you like tending to your garden and being outside and you have that really deep connection with nature. Um, So these witches are known for like herbalism and you can also feel connected to animals as well. It's not just exclusive to plants. Um, Branching off to that very very similar, like the hedge witch. Um, So I used, I mean, I'm like, what's the difference? Because to me, it kind of sounds pretty much the same. Um, Yeah, that's the thing about like witchcraft that's really interesting and why they like group it in different, like, Mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, what an eclectic witch just makes sense because it's all of it. But, you know, there are people that, well, people, witches that gravitate towards a specific practice, like, sure, you'll, you'll get into it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And so um, a hedge witch, very adjacent to queen witch is like, very closely related pretty much um well like traditionally hedge witch would be like where in your mind in like a fairy tale you would imagine where a witch lives which is like on the outskirts of town on the edge of the forest literally at the hedge hedge (laughs) and people you know people would have to leave the village kind of go out of their way and she's a solitary witch that's the important thing about hedge witches. They do not th- participate in a coven. Their practice is very solely like they determine, you know, what path um, they're going to take. And 
what's interesting about a hedge, which they also kind of have this duality of between kind of the physical realm and the spiritual realm, just like, just like they're on the hedge of, you know, civilization and wilderness. Um, so they also kind of tap into that. Um, and they usually, usually act as healers. So it's very, very similar to, to green witches. And it could be like every hedge, witch is a green witch, but not every green witch is a hedge, witch, or something like that. Something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, off of that, there are like cottage or, uh, kitchen witches. And that's like your craft is in like the food you make and the concoctions you do in the kitchen. Um, cottage witches are very much like their homekeeping. Like they put their magic in their homekeeping. Maybe they, um, you know, put magic in their cleaning products and they have a ritual of, you know, the way that they sweep their home. Um, right. Yeah. So, and those are like, those are the witches that I most identify with. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I definitely for a while there felt like a kitchen witch. Cause I just love like just putting magic into my house. Like, especially mm-hmm. after we bought this home, I'm just like, I want to do all the witchy things to it. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so totally like kind of switching gears. So we've kind of talked about you know this green slash hedge slash kitchen slash cottage or hearth witch and it's like oh very homey and fuzzy and warm feeling like next to a fire and they're feeding you like enchanted cookies and now we're going to go to the chaos witches (laughs) yes Yes. so these are like the rebel witches they march to the own beat of their drum they really go against the grain and they use sigils with this kind of magic so rather than using like intention to help you get your to your goal or desired outcome they just kind of say fuck it like they're (laughs) (laughs) like we should get into sigils oh we will more into like an episode of just sigils i love Um, sigils i use them a lot so yeah I'm just going to like briefly go over all these topics. So, um, but yeah, they like to like, they create their sigil of whatever they want to manifest. They make it. And then they just forget about it. <laughs> they just like, let it be lay, leave it, burn be. it. <laughs> yeah. Burn it. <laughs> burn. <laughs> yeah. I love burning sigils. It's like, yes. Mm. Um, yeah. It just depends. I think on like what, what, we're trying to manifest or what we're trying to uh what we're trying to bring to us or what we're trying to put out into the world so yeah and uh there's some really cute witches that I came across too in this um when I was going through all these categories they're not I think in my notes they're not ordered perfectly how I would actually like to go through the episodes I'll be like jumping that's fine back and forth but let's see ooh draconic witch oh i don't think i've heard of this well, this one is pretty badass and very game of thronesy oh. dragons <gasps> these it. witches worship the ancient powers and energies of dragons oh my gosh and that's really like i couldn't find a ton of information and so i'll leave it at that let's oh. move on it speaks for itself oh my god badass yeah that's pretty dragons cool. dragons yeah. bitch <laughs> dragons <laughs> I love it. Like you, you worship uh, what's her what's her name? Like Athena. I worship fucking dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you worship? Do you even worship? Do you even worship, bro? <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. So 
pretty cool. And I love saying the word draconic. Yeah, it sounds draconic. Really, that's so badass. I know. I just oof. Like, mm. Mm. anyways, <laughs> I'm feeling things about that. Moving on. <laughs> um, let's see. Ooh, hereditary witches. Yeah. So these are witches born into the craft. They have family members or ancestors that are witches. Like they grow up with a family of witches Mm -hmm. and their practice is usually passed down through their family in the form of like heirlooms, tools, and old family grimoires. Yeah. Isn't that so cool that there are actually families that do that do that? Like, can you imagine the, um, the author of witchery, I think, Oh my God, what's her name? Uh, Juliet Diaz. She is a Cuban hereditary witch. Like her mom is a witch Mm -hmm. and they're from Cuba. And I just, I'm obsessed with her. So that's, I think knowing, I mean, I don't know a ton about her. I still have witchery in my um, uh, Amazon books wish list. Mm -hmm. But uh, from what I follow on her, like Instagram and stuff and little, little short brief bios that I read about her, like she's like a hereditary witch and she's taken like the craft that, her family has had and just like oh, so cool that's amazing yeah yeah that's awesome um which would be really cool like man like i feel like that's what i want to do for kaylin like that's that's why i'm trying she would to be a hereditary way yeah yeah that's that, so you know I, yeah. i'm really hoping that i can do that for you know my uh what is that called my lineage your child oh <laughs> my <laughs> child yeah <laughs> what's that thing called what did i make <laughs> I was trying to, to think of the cool word for, you know. Legacy. Leg- Legacy. There we go. Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Very nice. There we go. Um, let's see. So there's, oh, okay. This word is usually kind of taboo because people have a preconceived notion of it. Necromancy witches. Necromancy witches. Okay. So this is probably the most, this is the most taboo sounding because it's like, oh, that sounds bad. Like dead people. So this is not about which is raising people from the dead or controlling them, which I think is what like the notion is that right. people have. Um, but yeah, it's never like really, they just like do a lot of like spirit and ancestry work. Mm-hmm. And they often work with materials like bones and like dead or dying plants. So yes, yeah. there is death obviously in their practice, but it's not like I'm going to, you know, reanimate the corpse of my late husband and dance around with him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which there are like horror true crime stories of people that I have done know, that. I know. I know. Can't wait to get into Just, that. Just, <laughs> that's not what they do. <laughs> um, let's see. And then, ooh, oh my gosh, elemental witch. Mm. Elements, mm. earth wind water and fire and i and we'll get into the elements in your portion yes, i'm sure yes yeah. we will but also um, every witch works with elements by the way <laughs> yeah i mean so like these like it's really hard because i'm like are we all eclectic witches really because, <laughs> um but yeah it's like really about like balancing each one or i think it's more like witches that focus in on like that's their strength and mm-hmm. it's like these fo- these elemental witches they focus in on balancing each one of the elements or they really harness the powers of particular element mm-hmm. and they are cousins to like sea witches storm oh, witches yeah. swamp witches like they they specialize in a particular oops hit my microphone in a particular kind of you got um, really excited there like, i did I was just, 
punch it. <laughs> just um, yeah. So they like harness a particular elemental force because I mean, all witchcraft, I think, you know, harnesses the power of the elements. Um, and you'll talk about that, but these witches just really specialize, like they specialize in that. Anyways, all right, yes. moving on. Fairy witches. Oh, this is oh. this is such an interesting topic to me. Fae is Fae is yes. just an incredible it's an incredible so, topic. Yeah, like the most whimsical of the crafts, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um these witches have a strong connection to the Fae or fairies. Mm-hmm. And they're also really connected to nature, similar to green witches, but particularly like small animals. So for me, they're kind of like the Cinderella of witches, like they wake up. <laughs> And there's like a bird on their shoulder and they're singing. No, I don't know. But <laughs> but they sound the most like like uh, some sort of Disney princess. Just like. Yeah. Oh, I but love it's, that. It's just it's I, I and I love the like the mythology, like the lore of the Fae so much. And I'm so excited to get more into depth of it. But yeah. that's as much as I'll say about fairy witches, because that's all I know. Right. That's probably that's about all I know too. That's like I've never I've never fucking talked to a fairy before. Like what is that? It would like? be so cool I, if over have... time we get one at least one of each of these kinds of witches like throughout like the course of the right, show and interview them to yeah. get more into depth because yeah, you know, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't I... want to talk as an authority of somebody else's practice. I can only talk about what I personally do, right? Exactly. So. That and that's like that's an interesting thing too that you're touching on. It's like you 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 can't tell someone that they're doing it wrong because you don't know yeah. unless it's like yeah. your practice. And even then, like, don't be a fucking gatekeeper. So done with gatekeepers, by the way. Um, yeah. But uh, what I was going to say about the Fae is that I've heard so many, like, so many, like, uh, uh, opposing ideas about them. Like, f- people saying that they're very, they're very fun and they're very lighthearted and they're very mm-hmm. uh, playful. And then other people are like, they're fucking tricksters. Don't touch oh. them. <laughs> Well, that, I guess, makes sense with the lore Mm -hmm. of fairies, because like, especially like in the UK, like fairies are known as the tricksters and they like the thing with the changelings, like they Mm -hmm. wreak havoc pretty much. Mm -hmm. And if something is going wrong in the village, it's because the fucking fae are like getting into their business or someone's messing with the fae or something like that. And and my understanding of the fae is it's not just fairies. It's like, it's like little goblins and Mm -hmm. and they kind of all encompass that idea. I I, I don't, again, I don't know, but I've definitely like heard some weird stories, especially on TikTok. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, continue. So BT dubs, British traditional witches. (laughs) I was like, are you talking about cars right now? Or are you about to talk about some fucking cars? It sounded like something Andrew's dad no. would start. I was doing about. a play on just acronyms like BTW, like by the way. But yeah, it's yeah. British traditional witches. Okay. Um, they like to do things the old fashioned European way. And they stick to how things were originally done back in Britain slash Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, really like the witches of yore. I don't know how to say it. Like just the OGs, man, right. they're the OGs. Yeah. And they're very also kind of, I believe most of, a lot of them are, are coven based, but mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm not one to tell you that you have to be in a coven. You can be a BTW and solitary. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally getting into Wiccan witches. Mm-hmm. So this is the type of witchcraft we've been referring to that integrates spiritual and religious beliefs. It's right. neo-pagan. Mm-hmm. And it's an organized belief system. Right. 
So they follow like the wheel of the year, the Wiccan read. I think that's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. Read. Yeah. Um, and that's basically like the statement of their moral system. Yeah. Um, and they also believe in the threefold law, which is like their remix on the golden rule. So it's really funny because when I read, oh, the threefold law, the threefold law or the rule of three, I'm like, I right. thought that was like an interior design thing. <laughs> you ever heard that? Like when you're styling your shelf, rule of three, like <laughs> triang- triangles, um, <laughs> wide, tall, and texture. I don't know. Witchcraft. So was, as, yeah. <laughs> as- <laughs> Witchcraft, but decor, but make it decor. <laughs> it's not that, guys. That's what I first thought it was was when I first read it but it's not that um I love you so much (laughs) it's a spinoff of like the golden rule so it's kind of like karma right so whatever you give out to the universe you're going to receive in return times three like threefold Mm -hmm. so don't be a bitch or the universe is going to be a bitch to you three times as bad and I kind of like that yeah and I think a lot of witches actually even if they're not um you know Wiccan they still kind of abide by that rule. You're also, you can also look up like the, uh, what is it called? The um, tenfold rule. Like it's the the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like you get it back tenfold. I've heard of that before. Um, Yeah, that's it's really interesting. Like, you know, that other witches have taken that on. I think it's because we- Well, it's kind of, it it encompasses encompasses a lot of different religious, religions. I cannot talk today. It's okay. Uh, Me either. But- it, it encompasses a lot of religions. Just I feel like 95% of religions have some sort of rule or saying or belief that is like, you know, treat thy neighbor as you would like to be treated. Do unto yeah. others as they would have or as you would have as they, you would ha- them do unto them you. Unto I, you. <laughs> Religion. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you just hear it over and over. It's just, you know, remixed a little each time, but it's kind of cool that as humanity, no matter how we've evolved and developed with our various cultures and religions and moral belief systems, that that is something that comes up so often. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, especially if you're like a nature based witch and you're not one of those witches like that, you know, use your power for destructive evil things Mm -hmm. i mean really it's we follow kind of this code of like what you're doing is it healing is it you know adding value um and having respect for all forms of life right pretty much i mean we're really that's what it is it's celebrating the magic in all the forms of life Mm -hmm. on this earth yeah um and there's other varieties of wiccan that i i did not know this um and i i'm not going to go into what it means to be these varieties, but there's Gar- Garnerian, Dianic, and I- Alexandri- Ag- Alexandria. I'm sorry. Alexandria. Alexandrian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we, I would love to know the differences so actu- in that, but there's so, actually, so much that, uh, you know, in the first episode that we recorded yesterday, I mentioned my friend Avery and I just found out today, uh, and I kind of, I feel like I kind of knew this, but I didn't know this, but she's Wiccan. And oh, cool. yeah, I asked her if she wanted to be on the podcast at some point and talk about that because I think it would Ooh, be yeah. really good to have her perspective um, since she, I think her whole family, um, you know, might be Wiccan. So she grew up like very spiritual and had that kind of, uh, I don't know, that lifestyle I always wish I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be really interesting to see her perspective and hear, hear what, yeah. you know, 
how she views like you know pieces of shit like we we all <laughs> hey we're not pieces of shit i'm just saying like you know it's not like we're like culturally appropriating is it Uh, no i I don't think so no i I don't i don't feel that way because witchcraft isn't a religion but you know wiccans do practice witchcraft and all wiccans practice witchcraft so i did i did ask i was like i don't know if i offended you uh, at any point, you know, just because you don't know, you don't really know, especially if it's someone's mm-hmm. religion and they, uh, or they, they encompass that in their religion, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's it's it'll be really interesting to to hear what she has to say and how she views uh, other people practicing witchcraft because she was so um, what's the word like supportive of me and my journey, and she never mm-hmm. once said like oh, oh I'm I'm Wiccan and you should follow this you know she, I think she she totally separated the two uh, that witchcraft is just a practice and it's something yeah. that you can learn so yeah awesome yeah so there's these other like really fun kind of. Um, types of witches Mm -hmm. not that they are funner than others they're just like more modern can I ask you a question sorry to interrupt you no it's it's not like a a good one I just wanted to know if I could go grab a glass of wine so I could oh my god yeah go (laughs) is that okay I'm gonna just yeah I'm gonna pause the the recording really fast driftwood that she found on a beach oh my gosh and she also makes um she also makes them like with like crystals woven in or like she makes them where they are built with a pouch to like hold the crystal oh okay so she makes big one like these or like little ones and she also makes like jewelry like out of macrame or like bags Mm -hmm. purses so super cute she's so talented um but yeah i have like my books, my candles, I must crystals, and my tarot, my sage, my Palo Santo. Um, Pictures. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I'll show you, show you this. So this is how I, I don't use a, a smudge stick. I don't use a stick of like a bundle of sage. I actually do loose leaf because I feel like yeah, yeah, I you like said it that. better. Yeah. yeah. And this sand that I got at the store, it's actually just a bunch of like crushed up crystals oh yeah you said that you're uh yeah. the lady that worked there did yeah that um mm. we are currently recording so if you'd Don't like to ask. but we should talk about that when we start talking about the altars thank you for Holy. letting me get oh, my wine thank you sorry Andrew. my chair is squeaky all right so mama's got a fix she's got her wine mm-hmm. you good mama i'm i'm good now finally all right Jeez. i know I'm so high maintenance. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) All right. So before this, we were getting into eclectic witch. Mm -hmm. So we're entering the part where it's like more of these modern kinds of witches. So Mm -hmm. the eclectic witch that you don't have to choose one path and all the witches and other spiritual practitioners I know don't only follow one path. Like, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of actual like eclectism in people's, um, paths but i guess like if you don't if you don't like labels you don't like being tied down <laughs> <laughs> this might be the one that you connect to being yeah. an eclectic witch and it's kind of like you do a little bit of everything um and yeah so if like if you feel like you just do kind of equal parts of a lot of different stuff maybe that's more you like you're more of an eclectic witch and then i'm going to go into this an art witch 
where you use art in your practice. Maybe your grimoires are actually more like sacred sketchbooks. Um, these witches will probably like dance and, you know, during rituals instead of, you know, or in addition to spoken word portions of rituals, like they'll add like aren't some sort of artistic flair. Um, spells may be sung rather than spoken and they may make like magical inks and paints you know filled with energy and intent as they do their art um yeah so if like you're really artsy you like doing things more creatively um maybe you relate to that yeah and then there's the ceremonial witch well this one actually isn't one of like the more modern witches um but it's just one that I apparently skipped. (laughs) But these, uh, which is like focus on really elaborate, really detailed rituals. Like they're really all about the rituals Mm -hmm. and they have like their ceremonial attire and they use materials very, very carefully chosen for these really like grand rituals. Mm -hmm. So that's like a ceremonial Mm -hmm. witch. Um, Okay. Cosmic witch. Mm. And it's just obviously like really in the name, like, look to the cosmos stars planets all that celestial shit yes for your guidance um like so if you're really into astrology and moon phases and horoscopes and that's what you really like to focus on then this would be the perfect path for you right um and my final the urban witch so I know we've talked a lot about like nature-based materials and practices and not all of us are in suburbia or out in the nature. Like you can be in this big bustling city and maybe your wildlife and your nature is really limited. So these witches obviously live in cities. They're on urban witches. They got to get creative. So they usually make like small indoor gardens or maybe their gardens are out in their like balcony or their porch. So they really make do with what they got. Um, and they interact with really whatever plant or animal life they find in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, in their practice, they really focus on like the protection of their own home as well as like their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just like focusing on that, you know, being creative, making do with what you got and protection of your home or neighborhood. Right. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. So those are not all the different kinds of witches, but a lot of different kinds of witches. Right. And there's all all kinds of variations of of, Mm -hmm. of the ones that you listed. So um, totally. But like like a storm witch. I want to know what a storm witch (laughs) is. Are there storm witches listening? Please reach out. I'd love to interview you. I know. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. If you are a kind of witch that we did not you know, touch on in this episode, please like definitely reach out and uh, yes, uh, tell us about your practice. Tell us why you are that kind of witch. Like what makes you that kind of witch? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I also like, I know that there's like divination witches, which I think is more like similar to ceremonial where maybe, you know, it's really just an aspect of your practice. So like you're really into all the different kind of divinations, tarot, pendulum, reading tea leaves, which I totally want to do. Like I'm such a fanatic with teas that I'm like, why have I never tried to read tea leaves? So that's like my next project. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I want to learn how to do that. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in all, all forms of divination. I feel like the first type of divination that I like connected with was Uh scrying. Cause I was going to say, oh my gosh. Like I love, I just love that word too. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I, I'm it's it's interesting like I remember the very first like crystal or stone that I want I really wanted was mm-hmm. an obsidian I was like I need this mm-hmm. because it just was I just I, well first of all I just love the color black <laughs> well the, the lack of co- <laughs> the absence of color um mm. uh so I really I really like love that and they they make crystal balls out of obsidian and they also make mirrors out of obsidian that you use specifically for scrying and I was like I need that's that's my shit right Mm -hmm. there and I think I I started looking those up when I very like my very first time like uh you know feeling a a pull towards witchcraft but even then I didn't really call it (laughs) I didn't call myself a witch. I was just like, I love <laughs> you were intrigued. Yeah, yeah, I was really intrigued. Well, it's kind of like how a lot of a ton of people are so intrigued with tarot, and mm-hmm. they're not they don't consider themselves witches, but they think it's something fun. And tarot, I know, like actually started out as like a fun kind of parlor mm-hmm. thing before it started becoming more of a divination tool. You can use anything, at, but really, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know we're all surrounded by these energies, and I think the divine is constantly like communicating with us. Like there's magic all around us guys. Yeah. There's magic all around us. Yeah. And really what divination is, is just deciding on the tools on how to interpret what those energies are doing or saying. Right. And, and honestly, like just the practice of, of divination is it just takes time, just like everything mm-hmm. with witchcraft, <laughs> it's research and time and practice, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be perfect at it right away. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to fuck up like, sometimes. <laughs> flashback to me freaking out by my insecurity i felt like a schoolgirl being like bullied by this tarot this, card this spread you're like I think my- calling melanie she doesn't like me no I, you know it's okay like i've definitely like, had spreads um you know with my tarot and my oracle cards and i'm just like what the f-? like why are you being so mean to me like <laughs> no nonsense no bullshit there's some i mean that's the thing it's like i'm really excited to get other decks because right now i only have one yeah but i know that various decks have you know like their own their own personality i can't wait to right? do the Amen and there's like one. some that like focus on one aspect of your life mm-hmm. and there's some that are like just like they really are really blunt yeah yeah i feel like um you know that's a big uh topic of discussion at some point we need to go through like the difference between oracle cards and and totally um, and tarot cards. Uh, but I love using the two together. Me personally, yeah, yeah. I love using them together. Um, okay. But yeah, this is a great Segway. moment to now shift <laughs> into into my topic. Well, yes. I, I feel like I'm I'm ready because I've had some alcohol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my topic is altars. So an altar is a space that you continually work with, right? Uh, it's where you set your intention. It's typically used for like spell work or magic. Uh, you can, in, uh, you can incorporate, um, offerings, uh, kind of like a shrine, but a shrine is a very different thing, right? I feel like for a shrine, you use it for a very specific thing. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, it's an offering for a specific person or like, uh, your ancestors or a deity or a spirit guide. Um, but like, with, it's like a dedication. Yeah. 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 But you can have a place like that for mm-hmm. I have that on my altar I have I have a place dedicated for my my ancestors um and it's just among all of my other witchy things so you don't have to have like just a shrine or uh a specific altar for a specific you can incorporate it, it just depends mm-hmm. <laughs> like the different witches it mm-hmm. just depends on your personal like 
interest if you want to have a, a dedicated space for your witchcraft and and for your practice you can do that so you can have um, multiple altars in your house uh you know for example myself i have my my witchy altar my main one um in my like little studio area and then i also have a, a beauty altar which is like what i what i use when i get up every morning um i put my makeup on it's like my armor and i have that you can you know I guess it could be like your bathroom, but I think having like a dedicated space for yourself is, is, mm -hmm. uh, is good. It's good to have that in your practice. Um, you can also have So question, Melanie, do you think that if you don't have an altar, you're not a witch? No, I don't think that at all. I, I think it just depends. Like some, some witches don't want to use an altar. They, they don't feel like it's necessary. And it's really true. You know, you, you don't have to have all this shit to be a witch. You don't have to have a space to be a witch. You can, you can just feel it, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's so easy to get. I mean, I, I think the same thing, but I also I feel like listeners and maybe people who are new to the craft are just curious, like you do not you know there's it there's not like this prerequisite that you need. Yeah, there's no check off there's there's no check off box that you need to be a witch. You and it's like if this is missing, you're not a real witch. Yeah, it's very it's very hard, especially mm -hmm. in today's day and age where we have like we have um, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all these different mm -hmm. like social media things that like you know uh, it's it's uh, aesthetic, the aesthetic being thrown in our face constantly yeah. every day, and yep. so uh, it's very it's very easy to get obsessed and um what is the word i'm looking for uh to get to get in this mindset that you need all these different items to be a witch but it's so easy to get caught up in yeah. buying all the different shit because there's so many beautiful <laughs> crystals there's so many there, beautiful tools yeah that's the thing it's like being a witch is really pretty it is it <laughs> it's is. there's something about it that just like <laughs> oh when you like it makes you get feel into good. it. Yeah. And, oh my God. And these items make you feel good and that's totally fine. But, and that's what they should be doing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's really um, what it is. Like witchcraft yeah. is just about uh, self-exploration and self-love and, and, but you definitely don't, you don't, there's no checklist of like mm -mm. tools that you need mm -mm. to identify as a witch. That's mm -mm. not it at all. If you really want a tool, this is my advice for you. Um, grab a pen and paper and write down what you want, write down your thoughts, mm -hmm. Um, that is a form of manifestation. That is a form of witchcraft. Yeah. Well, paper. probably the, the most, the strongest force that you can put into your craft is really your intention mm -hmm. No, for and sure. what it is that you're striving for. I mean, that's like the driving force, you know, and I feel like, so I have like, I ha was having an epiphany this morning about what intention is. And I've heard people describe it. Um, but while I, cause I'm a painter, right? Like I, I paint on a daily basis. I uh, She made our cover art, guys. She's so amazing. I don't know how to take compliments. But she does. I'm going to make her super opera ready. She is like the best illustrator. She has. I mean, she like is not even like, oh, I like to draw for fun. Like she has a following. She's like a successful, like she has commissions. Her, I just remember you like coming into your own with like your style that you didn't know, like what your voice was as an illustrator and then just like the last I don't know three or four years it's just like blossomed you just really have honed in like your voice and it's been beautiful and so please check out our cover art it's on our website if you're listening to this somewhere you'll probably be able to see our cover art 
she did the illustration i did the typography okay 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 i got okay. to pick a font right. and she just made this gorgeous work of art okay now i'm done okay so Go ahead. back to intention <laughs> i can't deal with it i'm sorry moving on pretend like it never happened i hate you go <laughs> okay <clears throat> so as as an illustrator this this could be also like you know uh it can be incorporated if you're a writer um whatever your uh, i don't know what hobby is that you uh that you do throughout your day um if you're creating a piece of work and let's just say you want to draw an eye and you really want the eyelashes to to stand out your intention is to draw the eyelashes to stand out now in witchcraft when you have an intent it's it's pinpointing what it is that you want to get out of your spell work, out of your day, out of your sigil, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. and alter, bringing it back to like our, our topic. Yeah. Uh, an altar should have an intention. An altar should stand for something, whether it's for your spell work, whether it's for divination, whether it's for your, your beauty, whether it's for, um, you know, your deity that you worship, it should have an intention. And and that's my uh that was my epiphany today. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful epiphany. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's you. A, and that was a really good way of explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you know, it's it's one of those things where someone said, Oh, it's the feeling that you have. It's like, yeah, okay, intention can be a feeling, but when you're putting it into practicality, it's what is what do you want out of this thing that you're trying that you're trying to get? You know, like what is witchcraft? What 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 is a spell trying to do? And it's feeling that it's like you're putting in intention, the want, the need for this thing. So, you know, witches will say like, oh, I I uh, I, I tried the spell and it didn't work. It's like, well, where was your intention? Did you have the right intention? Was it in the right place? Did you do the things that you you felt you needed to during the spell to make that happen? And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes practice to really like hone in on what that intention is. So yes, it is a feeling, but it's also, it takes practice. Yeah, like it's definitely a skill because yeah. I think it's, a lot of people don't, I mean, everyone has that muscle for intention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a driving force for everyone in their life. You're always intending to do something Yeah, as you go about your day, but to really harness that it's a it's a muscle that you need to strengthen and you know it's so if it's like if you feel like things aren't necessarily going your way in your craft that's Mm -hmm. definitely a place it's like introspection look to yourself yeah Yeah. number one you don't need all this witchy shit you just need intention end of story Mm -hmm. um but if you do want to have a space for yourself we're talking about altars i'm gonna continue with that uh, so I myself, I don't worship any deities right now. Like, I don't really feel like I'm pulled towards any particular deity. Like, I do feel pretty connected to Ma'at. Uh, she's a an Egyptian goddess. And I think it's just because she represents balance. And she kind of she kind of pulls between that dark and light. And I think I just, I really resonate with that. Um, so, yeah, if you have any deities that you work with or you worship, then you can research um, what you know, what they symbolize and what they like. And you can use that as your offering in like on your altar. So for example, like I think um, Aphrodite, you can use like shells. She really mm-hmm. likes shells. Aphrodite is like about beauty and, and love. So she she loves like, I think she, I don't know. I don't really know anything about Aphrodite. So Well, she was, um, yes, when she was born, quote unquote born, she came out of like the ocean. And if you think of like Botticelli's The Venus, Aphrodite she's standing on a freaking shell so yeah that, that's yeah, why that's so. why you're on this podcast 
<laughs> I didn't fucking know that, you know. Um, <clears throat> so let me see. I think I talked about a beauty altar. Okay, so yeah, for a beauty altar, this is your space where you set that you can set for yourself, and any witch can have this. You don't have to be a female or male. You can have it, it. Any witch can have this. It's basically just like your space to make you feel good about yourself, and you can have uh, you know, specific crystals that are on this altar. Um. Uh, that make you feel good for example like if you just have like a rose quartz or you could have uh you know um obsidian to take away like any negative thoughts that you're feeling about yourself and uh, black tourmaline my personal favorite yeah i know (laughs) i I love that you like that like opposite it's they're similar but they're kind of different yeah yeah um okay what was i saying I'm so sorry. I keep interrupting. No, no, it's okay. Crystals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, it's also where I do my like my uh, uh, what's the word for this? A glamour. It's where I do my glamour makeup and my glamour magic. There we go. That's the fucking word I was looking for. Glamour. Oh, magic. magic, That one. Yeah. 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 What we're talking about in this podcast, magic. Uh, uh, You know, when I put my makeup on, it's like I'm putting on my armor for the day or I'm putting on my intention for the day. On days where I don't wear makeup, I'm honestly like the most lazy. So on days where I have my makeup on, it's like almost like I'm I'm telling myself, okay, like I'm ready for the day. I'm I'm good to go. And while I'm doing it I'm really it's a self-love thing you know people are like Mm -hmm. oh well uh you're putting makeup on because you don't like the way you look it has nothing to do with that I fucking love the way I look I'm I'm pretty happy with how I look as a person but when I'm putting makeup on I feel like I'm enhancing my features and I'm I'm making myself feel very pretty um so yeah I wear a lot of makeup I fucking love makeup there's nothing wrong with it it's my armor it's my magic it's my glamour so mm-hmm. uh so own it yeah exactly yes exactly mm-hmm. so whatever you do to make yourself feel good whether it's a, an outfit or whatever uh you you can use your beauty altar to kind of help you feel good about your day um so yeah that's that's that kind of altar okay so for my actual altar uh the one where I have all my witchy things these are some things that I have on it so I have lots and lots of candles. Um, I have so many candles. Uh, I have a candle. Term- <laughs> There's so many. And I always take them into the bath too, which is like so funny. Like my boyfriend mm. just like sees me walking around with like 20 candles. And I'm going to go take a bath now. <laughs> <laughs> I should just leave them in there. But, you know. Um, oh, sorry. Where, where, where was I? Okay. So I have a candle for my ancestors, which I engraved a sigil into, which is like when I light that candle, that's my, that's the candle that signals to them. Like you are welcome here. Please come here. Take the offerings that I, that I have out for you. Um, and honestly, that's like the only kind of thing I do. That's an offering. I don't really offer anything for deities or, uh, at that that's point. beautiful. I think that's beautiful. Ancestral work is really beautiful to me. I can't wait. We're going to have it. We're going to have an entire yeah. episode dedicated to ancestors because I think it's very important for people, mm-hmm. especially people that don't have connections to like their immediate family. For, for myself, like I'm very connected to my my siblings, but I don't really have like a very firm connection to like, let's just say like my my real father passed. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this right now. Eventually we will. <laughs> you don't have to. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I do have an ancestry uh, offering like portion of my altar that I use. Um, I have crystals and stones. Uh, I have this satin spar tower. Okay. Another mm. thing I just want to say is that uh, a lot of people think that these satin spar towers are Celestine. Uh, they're not. It's it's a form of Celestine. I think I'm saying that right. 
Selenite? Selenite. Oh, my God. I suck. I, the the alcohol is getting <laughs> I'm to like, me. Celestine. Sorry. Oh, no, no. The no. sound I'm, of that. I know. What's that? Selenite. Yeah. They think it's a form of selenite, but it's actually, <clears throat> it's, it's called satin spar. <clears throat> so I have a satin spar tower and it's my biggest crystal. And um, right now I use it as like the centerpiece for all of my other crystals because it said that satin spar tower is like kind of like a powerhouse and it'll recharge all of your other crystals. So when you're not setting them out in the moon, you know, you want to mm -hmm. recharge them, you can put them next to a fucking satin spar tower and they'll just they'll just soak it all up. And it's, it's awesome. Um, so I have that. I also have my grimoire. Uh, it's a very small little book that I only really put sig sigils that I don't burn or s little spells. Um, I know that a grimoire and a spell, a uh, book of shadows, they're different. Um, I don't currently have like a book of shadows that I like that I deem pretty and that I would show off or that I would be very proud of. Like right now I'm just using, and I think a lot of witches probably have like just like a notebook, you know, because mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, that's what I have. I just have like a journal. Exactly. So when when I learn enough and I feel like I'm at a point where I can like buy something that's beautiful and put all of my my own research in it so that way I can <laughs> give it to Kaylin because that's my that's my goal and with all of this is to be mm -hmm. able to leave Kaylin so if she if she chooses this path if she doesn't it's fine like I'm not going to be like upset that my daughter my only child doesn't <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to take on future older <laughs> Kaylin if you're listening <laughs> You know, right now she's really in. She's really into it. I'm gonna be. Let me honest. tell you guys, she's just the coolest five year old. She's she really so is. cute. She's she's super so cool. adorable. Oh my gosh. She's she yeah. Uh, she's she's great. Oh hey Ga hey Gavin. Oh my god, Gavin! Fuck, you scared me. <laughs> We're recording right now, hon. Get out. <laughs> Leave. I banish he you. <laughs> <laughs> you doing <laughs> i told him to be quiet oh, okay. and so he's not answering me nice. <laughs> he's going somewhere okay i love you bye <laughs> get out of here you bitch goodbye i love you <laughs> so funny. Um, love me <laughs> okay so yeah i'm still not quite i'm not quite at the point where i have my own book of shadows i just have a like a, a kind of a book of shadows notebook dedicated thing um mm -hmm. I also have my my sage and my ab. Oh, God, I'm gonna say this wrong. Let me clear my throat really fast. I think you need to drink some wine. <laughs> me? Yeah, just lubricate the the throat cords, vocal cords. This is gonna be fun to edit. I'm gonna be like, what the fuck was I even trying to say there? <laughs> Intoxicate that throat chakra. <laughs> I, you need some lapis. I you want some lapis? <laughs> It's really good for that communication. No, but truly, lapis lazuli is really good for. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have sage and my abalone shell. I kind of view them as a pair. And, you know, if you only have sage and an abalone shell, you basically have all of the elements on there. I'm not going to go into that yet because we'll save that for another another episode but basically the abalone shell kind of uh and the sage are like air fire water and uh what was the other one, was the other one? wind wind there we go mm -hmm. yes no air <laughs> air fire water earth no air fire water, well, i mean earth. air wind whatever yeah okay well wind is more actionable 
Yeah. Is it air? Is it wind? Is it the same thing? Does well, it not it's, matter? It's air. It's air. It's. Uh, well, I think it's wind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, agree to disagree. <laughs> You're wrong, but okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Love you. <laughs> love you. Love you. Hang your opinions. <laughs> uh, okay. I also have Palo Santo, just like you. Um, I have. Love Palo Santo. I have flowers, but they're fake because I'm bad. Uh, you know. I, I change out like I, right now. I have that's like, okay. They're uh, representing something. Well, they're they're black flowers. I I like black. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess like picking some fresh blooms and spray painting them wouldn't work out well. <laughs> you know what's funny is like my favorite my favorite kind of rose is a white rose though. Just just mm. I love white roses. Like I love we have Ooh, pink roses right now, which I keep putting on instagram because they're gorgeous um and they're they they are they're probably like the prettiest flower i don't know how i got so lucky to buy this house and not know well i didn't buy it my boyfriend bought it but uh <laughs> we, have, we have this rose bush outside and we didn't know what kind of roses it had and like I, like i love pink and i look out and it's just like these hot pink flowers and i'm like what the fuck and it's they're really, really pretty they're pink. gorgeous they're gorgeous they're on my instagram go look um, <laughs> uh, where was I? I keep accidentally going. So the elements. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I. So that for me is the elements. Like having my sage and abalone, my abalone shell. That's my. That's my version of putting all of the elements on it. But I do also have moon water, and um, let's see. I have an. I have a succulent. Uh, right now I have ostara like pastel colors to represent Ostara. I know it's like over, but you know, Easter is coming up and I just love pastel colors. So I have a lot of that on there. I have some books. I have an incense holder. And then um, my favorite piece for my altar is my big round mirror. I got this mirror at uh, Goodwill and it just called to me. It's like a very old round mirror. And I've, I've always been kind of afraid of mirrors, to be honest with you. But this mirror just made me feel really good. And every time I look in it, I just feel like a badass. I'm like, mm, I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good mirror. Yeah. So <clears throat> I asked some other people uh, what they put on their altars um, via our Instagram. And honestly, altars are just very personal to your craft. So if you feel very connected to like I don't know, some dead bones, some some bones that you found in the backyard. Versus the living bones. <laughs> <sighs> That's all, a lot to unpack there I if you know. have living bones <laughs> on your altar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just depends on what you're into. Uh, some witches like to have bones or dried florals on their altar. Some witches have special cloth that they use. Some, you know, by that I mean like you can use it for like your spell work or you have a cloth that's like used for divination tools. Um, uh, and they will put their divination tools on their, on their altar like their, um, their pendulum, their tarot cards, their oracle cards, their ruins, m a mini mirror, um, or a crystal ball for scrying, uh, I have this on I have this on a separate table. Like all of my divination stuff is on a separate table because I like to be able to spread everything out and I, right now because I have so many candles and other bullshit on my altar, um I just don't have uh the room to do like a reading and I like I want to be able to like have the space. So right now that is on my like uh my little desk. So I use my use my desk as like my divination space. 
which is in itself another nice. altar because it's like my my art altar it's my art magic yeah <laughs> um so art witch get it exactly some witches will have their i'm gonna i might say this wrong and i'm really sorry their mortar and their pestle Pest- i think pestle pestle Pestle. I always thought the T was silent. Pest. No. I don't know. How do you say that? Mortar and pestle. Maybe. No, no I, f- I think I'm wrong. I don't know. Let us know who's right. <laughs> Phone in. Let us know. Um, you know, we'll get it one day. Uh, some witches have little mini cauldrons. I really want one. I want one so bad. These tiny little mini cauldrons. They're cute. so cute. Uh, they have their cleansing spray. Um, I think I posted on our Instagram, like how to make a, a cleansing spray. Some people use like moon water to help, um, lavender, rosemary. Mm-hmm. Again, it really just depends on you as a witch and what you choose to display. If you're worried about your family not being comfortable, uh, with you having an altar, you can always have little things that don't scream witchcraft. Um, <laughs> a candle is very, very normal, common thing to have. Mm-hmm. Tea lights are just as much of a candle as any other. Uh, seashells can represent earth and water. It's just a shell. And also you can use like different colors for, for, um, color magic. So you don't have to have all of these witchy items to like be a witch and have an altar that screams witchcraft. You know, you can have these things that, you know, you know, personally represent your craft. Yeah. You can still kind of be stealthy with it. That makes sense. Yeah. I am in a similar situation that you described where, I mean, I live with my folks, my sister. Um, and so I, and they're, they're not witchy. Right. Um, and honestly, honestly, uh, Letty isn't a little bit witchy. She seems like she's a little bit more. She was so intrigued. She, when she saw me doing a tarot spread, I was uh, doing a reading for Gavin and, um, she came in and I did a, um, a spread for her and, um, she got a really kick-ass spread. Like it was, I think it was just really, it it was just a good spread for her. Um, but yeah, no, she was, she's so curious, you know, she's mm-hmm. really sharp. So she was asking a lot of questions about it. Um, and I also just got in some new crystals. So she's like noticing that like my <laughs> altar looks a little more abundant. I know. I love lately, the way your altar, so. your altar, it's behind you right now. So it, looks <laughs> it is. So, yeah. So I just have a, um, uh, really just like my little dresser. I just use the top of it. You know, and you know for me, like, just, mm-hmm. so, just. Just mm-hmm. to say, sorry, I keep interrupting yeah, yeah. you. No, no. Uh, we should, uh, I know a lot of witches don't post, they don't like to, to show off their altars because it's very like personal to them, but maybe, I don't know. I don't care. Like, I'll show you my altar. I'll show off my, I'll yeah. show off my altar. Let's do it. I'm let's, fine with it. Yeah. Let's post it on our Instagram. Yeah. That um, could be fun. Okay. Continue. I'm so sorry for interrupting. Oh yeah. No. Well, like um, the, uh, the way that I set up my altar was, um, to like the intent is um, a space for learning because I'm still just like, I just want to learn so much about everything as well as protection. And for me, that's been such an important thing because of how I grew up with my paranormal experiences and always feeling unsafe. Mm -hmm. It's extremely important for me to feel like my space is sacred and is safe. So I have like my blend of crystals is intended for protection Mm -hmm. for me. Um, so, so yeah, so I mean, it's like, so basically just like going back to your point of like, if you have a certain intention, 
for that altar. Like I would love to have different altars throughout the house. And I think I'm going to actually make my outdoor one because me and Gavin are kind of redoing the backyard as a project, not redoing it, but just like adding more of a garden stuff. We've had like these kind of perennial plants that have just hung out. My parents have black thumbs. Like they just, they're like, let's just plant whatever can't die (laughs) or at least see the ones that survive. Like they're very like, (laughs) let's just put things in the ground and see which one comes out on, on top. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Um, we do have this beautiful, I wish I knew like the proper name for it, but I think it's like potato flower vine. Mm-hmm. It's like those white flowers. It's just so happy in our backyard and it's taken over like almost the entirety of like the longest fence. So like basically just like the back fence. And so that's super happy, but we have like pockets in our backyard that could use some tending and love too. So we've put in a raised you know, raised bed. Mm-hmm. We're going to start gardening more. And I definitely want to make like an outdoor altar. I, I think I didn't even know you could do an outdoor. I have. Oh yeah. Huge girl. Backyard. Like I, I don't want to fucking do an altar. What? Like, yeah. Teach me. God, you have that gorgeous, like ginormous backyard of yours. Totally. You yeah. have like room for like 20 altars and <laughs> over and, there. <laughs> Andrew's like working on the very, very back. He's like, I'm looking out right now. Cause there's a window out to it. And uh, he's working on the back so we can start like planting things. So I'm excited. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. An outdoor altar? That sounds amazing. Why didn't I know that? I looked this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned about that. I think the the first time that I had an inkling that I would relate to green witchery. Oh, that makes I sense. got <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a book. <laughs> I feel like I'm like I'm not being an asshole or condescending about it. Like I just no, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I got this book basically. Um, it's really just called The Green Witch. Look, I, I need like, to grab it. I love plants. All right. I just need to say that like I like I like plants. I just I just don't identify. with I, I, I love everything about witchcraft yeah. and I just don't know how to stop. So for any of you um, witches or, you know, people who are intrigued in green witchery, I the book that helped me get started out was the green witch your complete guide to the natural magic of herbs flowers essential oils and more by aaron murphy hiscock so i definitely recommend that book basically in there was when i learned that you can actually do like outdoor altars i'm like obviously like why not that makes sense so that's awesome i don't know why i didn't know this i should have fucking known this anyways like i said previously it's it's all about research so yeah yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. Just find your way. You're always going to be continuing to learn. There's not like, I don't think any point that you reach and you're like, that's it. I've had enough. No more things in my brain. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you just got to be open and you're going to continually evolve and flourish just like anything in life. You know, you never stop learning. Uh, you know, that's really where, where I'm at. Like, I think it's interesting. Uh, it kind of touches on that, like baby witch thing versus a witch thing i i don't know when when do you call your when do you officially just say i'm a witch uh, have you been doing it for x amount of years because if that's the case i've <sighs> i've been a witch for a while i just i just feel like i don't know enough you know i don't i still don't know enough that's where i'm well, at that's the, that's the thing i mean i know that like in the more i think british traditional there's like an initiation ceremony right, right? and so there are some uh, like covens or groups that they believe that there's a moment where you are initiated after you have learned enough. Mm-hmm. But I think for the purpose of our podcast and 
you know, how we just, I think as, as long as you like have the realization that this is the path you want to lead, I think that's the moment when you decide that like, like that decision, like I, this really resonates with me. Right. Like I'm, I'm going to try to lead this path. Can you, can you just imagine? And I think just at that point, that's it. It's just so hard for people like us where we've grown up with like this religious, uh, Christian belief that witchcraft is, is wrong and that it's evil. And so you, you don't think of it as something that's possible until you're at an age where you feel like you can be your own person, which is, that's a very long time. If you think about it, you know, my daughter is four, almost five. If I was that way, she would have to wait until she was 18, at least, to start pursuing that idea. So it's it's been a long journey for us. And right? for some people, you never feel comfortable with it. I mean, even I am, my tarot is definitely like talking, speaking towards this. Like I've had such this, this huge like internal conflict and hostility towards myself mm-hmm. that I'm trying to work through mm-hmm. because it's been very, very recent that I've like come out to my family. And now, especially with this podcast, like, hello. Hello world. Hello internet. (laughs) I'm like, I've been obviously marketing it. I'm not hiding it, but I am so scared. I'm one of those people that the opinions of my family means a lot to me. Your family is so connected to you. And I think that's, that's the difference between you and I is that I don't feel very like aside from my siblings, I don't really have any connection to my immediate family at all. So I don't, I don't give a fuck what they think at all. Yeah, I I I envy um your freedom to do that. But at the, um, at but the same at time, the same time, and I mean, I'm not gonna say like I wish I wasn't as close to my family. Like I'm so, I I'm so grateful for go. them. Yeah. I love them so much. Um, but it is just a fear. And I mean, I immigrated from Dominican Republic, and really just in the states, it's me, my parents, my sister. I have like a handful of relatives that are in the States, everyone else, both sides of the family are in Dominican Republic where it's like 98% of the Island is Roman Catholic. And, but this is where, yeah, I'm like personally like kind of terrified how Mm -hmm. they'll react to this podcast. I mean, I kind of have to say fuck it because it's happening. And Mm -hmm. this is the kind of stuff that I love talking about. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's just what I'm going through. Well, what I was going to say, I keep, I'm so sorry. I'm so bad about trying to interrupt you. I'm like, but this, um, <laughs> the reason why I think like, it's so great that you're, you decided to do this podcast with me because you get to, ha- you get to be the voice of all those girls, all those men, all, all of those people that are practicing, you know, witchcraft and they don't have that support from their, their family. And it's just, it's so sad that they don't have the support and, um, you know, you, I'm not saying that your family doesn't support you. It's just, yeah, they're very supportive. They're just very skeptical, skeptical. and kind of scared. Yeah. And, <laughs> and scared. But there are a lot of people, there are a lot of witches out there right now, currently that don't have support. They don't, they're young They're yeah. That's one thing I noticed not using TikTok. There are a lot of young individual witches that are trying to learn their craft and they don't have support and they're afraid of their families finding out and they're trying to be stealthy about it. And they're yeah. trying. They're trying to reconcile their like religious beliefs or their families. Re- Do you have a candle going on right now? Oh, sorry, I. It's getting so dark. The sun is setting, and I hate the darkness. So I am. Uh, I just turned on my Casper glow light. Hashtag Casper. <laughs> it's the same people that make like the mattresses, and they have this awesome 
light that just makes diffuse lighting. Nice. So I'm turning that on. And the, this is really cool. Um, we're not paid at all. Flies, <laughs> Casper, I do want. But if you want to sponsor us, Casper, <laughs> give me another free glow, glow light. <laughs> but it's really cool because it has like this gyroscope. You just put it on like a table or a surface and you like twist it and it dims on its own. I lost a nail. Oh, no. And they're just. Does that mean something? No. <laughs> You said, okay, there was, this, have you had a moment yet with your family and or Gavin where they, where you're doing something? This is, this is how, you know, you've reached peak witchcraft in your life when your partner comes up to you and they go, what, what witchy thing is this? I made a sugar scrub with honey for my daughter's lips because her lips were severely chapped. And so I was like, okay, well, we're going to do like a little like natural sugar scrub for her lips and it'll taste good. So yeah. I, I had made this, thing, this tiny little jar and I left it somewhere, probably, I don't remember, in the living room somewhere. And Andrew comes up to me and he's like, what witchy thing is this for? And I literally <laughs> looked at him and I was like, for your lips? It's a scrub. <laughs> okay, I had a moment like that and it was, so Gavin had come home from work um, and he goes straight to like, to, to the shower and so when he saw me, I was just like hanging out. I think I was actually like working on the website mm-hmm. for this podcast. And so he just sees me like, oh, hi, you know, hey, dear. He calls me dear. Hi, dear. <laughs> and I'm like, just I'm like, hi. And I'm like on the bed, just on my laptop. Click, clack. He goes in the shower and he comes out and he's like, <coughs> what is this? And I'm like, I'm saging. <laughs> it's like, oh, he just starts laughing. He's like, what happened in the five minutes? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was in the shower. And so um, I'm like, okay, leave me alone because I need to sage my room. And I, oh, I was saging because I just gotten my tarot yeah. deck in. I was like, I was cleansing it. And then he just goes downstairs and like hangs out with my family. Um, while I was doing my whole like ritual, my first like deck interview reading, I had like lit this candle and it was the first time that I had lit the candle. And if you're kind of like anal, like I am with candles, um, proper candle care and the first burn you should let it burn for two to three hours and have the the wax completely melt all the way through to the edges and my candle hadn't reached that point when I was done doing my witchy shit so I go down I'm like I guess I'll just carry this candle down with me because I'm not gonna leave it unattended and I go down and Kevin just looks at me he's like what the fuck (laughs) like I thought you're just gonna do this in your room but I'm like he's like why do you have a candle and I'm like well, for candles, you're supposed to wait two to three hours. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, it's not anything witchy. It's just like practical candle care. Wax has a muscle, wax has a muscle memory. And so if you don't want it to like tunnel down and ha- and like waste all that good wax on your first burn, let it burn for about two hours or at least until the wax is fully melted to the edges. And that's it. You're welcome. Wa- <laughs> candle, candle care 101 and trim your damn wicks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so good. I'm sorry for my rant. No, that it's okay. Amazing. It's okay. We should probably take a, a break, though. Uh, I feel like we. I feel like we went over our our subjects, uh, and and it was good. Um, but we should take a break before we start. Well, I think we should like. How do we wrap up an episode? I don't. Th- I don't know. Remember, la- like last well, time was really stay witchy. So I wish, well, we're, I'm going to do the plugs. Right. Oh, yes. So there we go. If you like this insanity that you just listened to, <laughs> follow us. Uh, check out our website, thenewwitches.com. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, The New Witches Podcast. 
You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the new witches. We are also uh, in the works of a Patreon page. So that is to come, but definitely give us a listen. We'll be on Apple podcasts, Spotify, all that shit. Um, and thank you so much for your time for with us in. today. Yeah. Yeah. Stay witchy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>